You are listening to Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure, Series 1, Episode 11. And here's a message from Jeff Collier from the podcast Tome of All Dooms. Hey Andy, it's Jeff. I just looked at my podcatcher and realized I hadn't seen a new Unguarded Treasure for a while. Uh, No pressure. I'm just hoping that everything is okay with you and that things are going well. I hope to hear from you soon. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, all good here. I know it's been about three weeks since my last podcast. Just been busy with, really, I've uh, it's to do with the boys. I've got two boys, 10 and 6, and they've just gone back to school. So that sort of kept us busy for a bit. And then as a family, we do some grassroots music festivals. And and the very last one of the season over here in the UK, uh, as far as we were concerned, was the 13th, 14th and 15th of September. So we usually take our trailer tent along to those and camp out for the weekend. Uh, and then I had, the weekend after that, was the Albear and Wizardstaff RPG convention on the Saturday and then took the kids to a local theme park on the Sunday. So all, all go here, basically. So I only just had a chance this week to sit down and... Uh, sort out a couple of podcasts. I did release one yesterday, I think it was, for the Albear and Wizard Staff Convention, just detailing my thoughts and a summary of going there. I then managed to spend this evening putting this one together. So hopefully try and do it a bit more regularly in future, but I think my podcasts are going to be a bit random as far as time uh, goes. I'm hoping... uh, your campaign's going good. I know that uh, in your last podcast, Liren wasn't able to give her summary of the session that you had, so I'll look forward to hearing that hopefully next week. Thanks for your call, Jeff. I should add that I got Jeff's message the morning before I released my Albert and Wizardstaff podcast, and uh, giving credit to Jeff. It was his message that sort of prompted me to get my act together and get that episode out and this episode out. So thanks for that, Jeff. Well, I'm never quite sure how these are going to come across on a audio podcast, but I've quite enjoyed it when a few other anchorites have done them. So here we go. You're going to get an unboxing and an unpackaging. Two for the price of one. Hope you enjoy them. This is it, my first unboxing of my podcast. So, what have I got here? I have got an A2 size cardboard envelope. And it's got open tags on the back with a clearly marked section to pull along, which hopefully will mean it comes away very easily. Here we go. you hear that it has it's come away so easily no damage inside I'm gonna pull it out now what is it here it is the wilderlands of the fantastic reaches revised edition from attic games bat in the attic games i should say and this is done by the marvelous rob conley it's just the um printed 
text. The maps, unfortunately, have got to come from America, so they take a lot longer. But this is an item of beauty. I do have the original, but quite frankly, I don't want to do any damage to something which I can't get hold of anymore. And Rob's, I can always buy another copy if this gets a bit battered. So there you go. Judges Guild name lives on in the Wilderlands, the Fantastic Reaches revised edition by Bat in the Attic Games. With the revision by Robert S. Connolly. The original by Bob Ledshaw, Bill Owens and staff. And it's presented by Judges Guild and Bat in the Attic Games. It was, of course, A4 and not A2 size. I've got a bit confused with me uh, measurements there. Well, the booklet has stiff laminated cover, unlike the original booklet, which was basically just a paper cover. Um, there appears to be 44 pages inside. Uh, there's a table of contents. Um, there's an introduction here and an overview, some information on the hex map, then some adventuring advice. Uh, an example of that is here, one paragraph. After each session of the campaign, review what the players did. Look at your original timeline of events. See what impact their actions had and make the needed changes. Sometimes the players' actions will lead to a new and unexpected chain of events. Oh, never has a truer word been spoken. You've got to remember that this uh, was written in the late 70s, so this was groundbreaking stuff, I guess, at the time. Uh, interspersed within these uh, pages, which is a reproduction of the original booklet, but with it's not a, a, just a, 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 you know, a reformatting of it. There is quite a lot of extra information and changes. Uh, and one of them is that uh, interspersed within the... Uh, pages is Rob's notes where Rob Connolly uh, the author of this one adds in some little snippets of information um, for example uh, Rob's notes on page four is how Judges Guild chose to overlap, overlap their maps has caused a lot of confusion even the staff had trouble keeping it straight as map one is shifted by one hex compared to map six Viridistan and map two Barbarian Ultanis. The worst misalignment occurs with map 17, Silver Skeen Islands, with the toe of the Isle of Blessed at the northwest corner of the map. For this project, it has been decided to correct these issues and the listings have been adjusted accordingly. So I think that's a very sensible decision by Rob to not just faithfully reproduce errors done before, but to correct them. So um, basically, it lists all the different villages that you might find on the hex maps uh, and each uh, it lists civilizations, leaders, defences, technology to give you an idea of where they are um, you have ruins and relics idyllic isles lurid lairs it also has some additional stuff that's been put in here and there's a bit on potion creation, magic item creation. Um, a lot of tables, 
to do with um, little, there's one for potion creation here. Oh, Dave Aldridge would love this. A deep, uh, a deep percentile table of the type of potion. Oh, say I rolled a um, a 65, it would be potion of dust of paralyzation. Cost 350 gold pieces. Weeks required one. Major component, purple lotus. So that's the type of thing you get on there. Um, some armor and weapons, some different wand staffs. Magical ring creation charts and monsters and treasure. And it included some creatures which weren't in the original, I don't think, but were included in Judges Guild magazines. And if they were placed, I think, in the area that th this booklet covers, they've been included in here, which again makes sense. There's some wilderness and underworld adventures information. Um, there's, oh, you know, there's stuff like. Uh, the cost for particular sections of castle, for example, a tower round, 15 foot diameter times 40 feet, cost in gold, 5,000 gold pieces. Oh, I could go on forever. There's lots of, lots of fascinating stuff here. Um, and there's map notes for each of the maps. There's a few, um, literally just three or four paragraphs just saying, what the major points are within the map area. And then for each map, it lists the uh, the settlements, the castles and citadels, lurid layers, and runes and relics. That's along, the, each one has the hex number and a sort of description for the runes and relics. For the lurid layers, it's a type of monster you'd find, and the number appearing. And for the castle and citadels, you have the type, the class of the leader, the level he's at, the alignment, and the number of men that you'd find. Um, for each village, as well as the hex number, there's the name of the village, the population, the type, which I assume is the major race by the look of it, the civilization, which I think is sort of the tech level, the alignment, the ruler name, the level, the alignment of the ruler, the class of the ruler, the type of the ruler, and then the major resource or resources found within the village. And that's for each map. And then there's, towards the back, there's a, a few maps actually included in A4 size within here. Not quite sure what that's for. And then there's a, um, a page which is all about the copyright and the license that it's reproduced under. And also uh, a map legend is included as an A4 page towards the back. So I think that gives you a good summary of what's in the booklet. I'm very excited about this because uh, I'm hoping to run a campaign potentially next year, which will be set in the Wilderlands of High Fantasy, of which the Fantastic Reaches are part of. So what have I got here? Well, it's A4 size. It's um, an envelope done in what I describe as very thick paper. It's got a label on the front, which has got special circled several times on a white sticky label, special written in pen. 
got my address on and it obviously comes from the United States of America. It's got a weight, a total weight of 11 ounces. It's 11 ounces for the uh, what's inside and another ounce for, I assume, the packaging to bring it up to 12 ounces. It has to be said, looking at the envelope, it has got a couple of rips, very small rip, and then one that I could easily get my thumb inside on the actual paper. But fortunately, it doesn't appear to have penetrated the cellophane or the additional card, which is obviously being placed inside. So that does show that putting this extra stuff inside the envelope does make a difference. So let's open this up if we can. Let's have a look. It's sellotaped up. I'm just trying to do that now. Mm, no, I think I'm better off trying to open it up at one end. Just run my, get my thumb in there and then run it along the top end, making sure I don't damage anything inside. Okay, let's open the top end up. So if I now take out the contents, I can see that there are two pieces of a flexible card which are protecting the contents in between them uh, and have seemed to have done the job. The card itself is not marked despite the uh, markings on the exterior packaging. So take those two pieces of card away. And what do we have inside then? I'll tell you what we have inside. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight maps and they are inside a folded over like sort of cover. Um, each of the page, map pages is uh, a three, uh, no, uh, yes, a three size and two A3s fit together to make an A2 for each map. So eight pages, four maps. Okay. So you want to know what's on the maps, I guess. Right. Well, what is on the maps? Is the wilderlands of the fantastic reaches maps. Um, I've just sorted them out, bear with me, so I can read the guitar. Okay, the first one is the Isles of Dawn, which is campaign map 15. Next is the Southern Reaches, campaign map 16, followed by the Skeen Isles, campaign map 17, and finally I don't know quite how you pronounce this, but it's probably something along the lines of the Kahinor Highlands campaign map 18. These are not the original Judges Guild maps, which I do happen to have uh, copies of, but these are Rob Connolly's recent production maps where he's basically reproduced the originals but done it in glorious colour. Um, 
They're hex maps, with each hex is individually marked with a number. Um, it's fairly traditional, waters in blue, the coastline's done in um, purple line, so it's very clear. Um, the general landmass is done, the grasslands and that are done simply in green, with uh, forests in a darker green, uh, and jungles in a yet darker green. Rivers are marked on here, marshes have got their own um, icon, so that you can clearly see which hexes have got those in. Highlands are in a sort of brown. Oh, that's terrific. I mean, this is, uh, this is uh, by the way, the uh, fourth in a set of four that Rod Connolly's reproduced. So this is the last one that completes my collection. Um, oh, these are just superb. So there you go, my unpackaging. Very excited about this. And I hope that was of some interest. Next, we have a message from Shay Webster of Roleplay Rescue, who might just be replying to my A Jackson segment in my What If episode. Hey, Shandy Andy, it's Shay. I'm not sure how uh, whisked up I am about the idea of um, me, uh, Webster, being a moment of self-doubt. Um, so I thought I'd just drive by and give you a piece of my mind on the subject, really. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how whisked up I am about that. I'm certainly pretty much, you know, driven uh, to call you. And um, I don't know, certainly not going to put any Jacksons over it, but, you know... <sighs> Really? Is that the best you can do for me? <laughs> Thanks, mate. Nicely done, Shay. With some Ivy, Colin, and even a reference to Matt Jackson there. Love it. As for a Webster being a moment of self-doubt, that really is me just tipping my hat to your GM journal and the fact that you are prepared to put out into a podcast which most of us wouldn't be prepared to do. I think anyone who GMs has those moments of self-doubt and I would possibly put it in my podcast but I simply couldn't put it as eloquently as you do, Shay. Keep up the good work, mate. Ooh, and what's this? Another message from Shay Webster of Roleplay Rescue. Hey Andy, it's Shay. On what if? I've been listening to people's call-ins, especially Dave Aldridge's, and um, yeah, yeah, I kind of get where they're coming from, but I do think we have a tendency to overestimate the ease with which a new idea emerges. I think that when we look back on an idea, it always seems obvious, especially a good idea. It seems like a horrendously, amazingly obvious, but I don't think it's as simple to come up with this stuff, and I'm not sure it emerges quite so easily as we might imagine just a thought very valid point Shay but yes you might well be right I suspect that maybe as well as just having the idea you have to have the right environment for that to f flourish maybe it's by having the right people around you or meeting that other person who suddenly you bounce an idea off and takes it on board and throws ideas back at you 
or even just a time in your life when suddenly you're not getting bogged down in the mundane and can actually uh, spend the time to sit and think about an idea that you've had and expand on it. So, yeah, very good point. Next, I have a message from Jason of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast podcast. Hey, Andy, Jason here. Just want to say I've been started to listen to your back catalogue. Sorry it's taken me so long to do that. I've really enjoyed listening to the first two or three episodes, hearing your background, hearing the games you played and whatnot. Um, we definitely tread some of the same ground with D&D and Rollmaster, really liked Rollmaster, uh, Shadowrun, um, Aftermath. I've got Aftermath. We did play um, Daredevils and Bushido by FGU, Fantasy Games Unlimited, and they were complicated games. The Daredevils was neat. You know, it's Doc Savage and the Shadow and stuff like that. Um, Aftermath never played it. Our game of that genre was Twilight 2000. That's the one we played. But anyway, congratulations on um, your podcast. I don't know why I just said that, but I have been because it's been out for a while. But I've enjoyed it. And I look forward to hearing more. Hey, Jason. Thank you for the kind words. Bushido. Yeah. You mentioned that, and I'd have loved to have played that back in the day. But I did hear it was very complicated and simply never found uh, any other player who had known the rules. So maybe one day I'll get round to uh, playing it at a convention or something if somebody happens to be just doing a one-shot. That would be really cool. Twilight 2000? No, I, I've not played that. As uh, I think those type of games, you I don't know whether you just tend to play one and stick with it if you kind of like it. So Aftermath it was for me. But uh, yeah, anyone who's listening who hasn't heard Jason's podcast yet, please get over and listen to it. It started a couple of weeks ago and it's the Nuts RPG Variety Cast podcast. You've been listening to Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure. If you'd like to contact me, please drop me a message on Anchor. Email me at shandyandy at gmail.com or possibly find me hanging around at Audio Dungeon Discord channel.